Welcome to Witness, a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi. Join us in person for worship each Sunday at 9.30 a.m. For more information about Covenant, including discipleship and mission opportunities, visit us at www.covenantpresjackson.org. For as in Adam all die. As a society, as a culture, we Americans tend to have contradictory views of death and dying. And here's, here's what I mean. On the one hand, it's everywhere. View a screen for an hour or half an hour, and you'll be exposed to, to dozens of violent images, people dead and dying, people killed and killing. We, we, we like our action movies and shows, explosions and chase scenes and bad guys get, getting what's coming to them. Video games where you don't just watch, you participate. And the Wild West is in our blood. Horror movies continue to grow in popularity and number. Now, now don't misunderstand me. I'm not, I'm not bashing action movies or video games or cowboys or even horror movies. I'm only making the observation that, that death is everywhere in our culture. We're entertained by it. We've almost become numb to images of it. There's even a fascination with the dark side of it. That's one hand. <clears throat> On the other hand, we try to remove death and dying from our midst. We seek to keep our distance from it. We don't like to think about it. We don't like to talk about it. I mean, have you ever had someone bring up their own death in a conversation. And maybe it was just even to talk about the plans that they were putting in place for after they died. Did it make you feel uncomfortable? Now, another way our society has attempted to keep death at a distance is through institutions. We have hospitals for people to die in. We have funeral homes for, for, uh, to take care of dead bodies. Both are places separate from our day-to-day lives. Both are places that we can visit and then leave and go to our homes. Now, again, my purpose isn't to bash hospitals or, or, or funeral homes. It's simply another observation about death in our culture. We're conflicted by it. On the one hand, we're bombarded with it. On the other hand, we want to keep it out of sight. Well, our passage today from 1 Corinthians offers a proper view of death. The Apostle Paul, who wrote this letter, gives a proper understanding of death. Death is our reality. Every person who has ever lived, with two exceptions, has died. Every one of you has been touched by death, wounded by death, had someone taken by death. This is reality. And it's one that we cannot escape. And we can put it far from our thoughts. We can keep it far from our conversations. We can try to put it at arm's length. We can try to manage it. But it's reality. Our reality. And this reality came through one man. The first man. Adam, for as in Adam all die. God created Adam and Eve. 
the first people, our first parents. He, he lovingly formed them out of the dust of the ground. He, he breathed into their nostrils the breath of life. He created them to know him and to love him and to be in relationship with them. He placed them in a garden, the Garden of Eden, to care for it, to tend it. And the Lord gave them one rule, one command, one law. God told Adam not to eat of one tree that was in the garden. That's it. One tree. He could eat of any of the other trees in the garden, but not the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And God told Adam this, when you eat of this tree, you will die. So in the beginning, death was not part of God's creation. There was only life. But the serpent came. The serpent deceived Eve. She ate the fruit of the tree. Then Adam ate the fruit of the tree. They disobeyed God. They sinned. And everything changed. Everything changed. For in their disobedience and for their sin, God cast them out of the garden. And he spoke these words, part of our Old Testament reading from Genesis. The Lord said, By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. You're dust. And to dust you shall return. A return to dust. A return to dirt. Death. And and this fate... This curse was not only for Adam and Eve, but to all of Adam and Eve's descendants. Every person who has ever lived, every person who will ever live, you, me, death is our reality. It's our curse. Again, it's not the reality that God intended. It's not not what God designed. God created life and God intended life, but death entered And it entered as a result of sin. Adam and Eve's sin. And now your sin. And my sin. Again, sin is disobedience to God. And God desires you to live in love, loving him and loving your neighbor. And when you fail to love, when you fail to live as he desires, just once, even in your thoughts, You sin, and death is the result of sin. Death is our reality, and it's an enemy, God's enemy. Death is a power opposed to God, and death is our enemy. Therefore, death is not something to be embraced. It's not something to long for. It's not something to be fascinated with. It's not something to be entertained by or numbed toward. Death is an enemy. It's an enemy that takes, it's an enemy that wounds, it's an enemy that cuts to the heart, that causes pain and sorrow and loss. It's an enemy that seeks seeks control over life, your life, and will succeed. Death is a power in whose shadow you are helpless. You can do nothing against. It's not a problem you can solve. It's not a crisis that you can overcome. It's a reality. It's an enemy and it will swallow you up. Except for Easter. 
except for Jesus. Jesus has changed that reality. Jesus has overcome that curse. He's conquered that enemy. Listen to verse 21 again. For as by a man came death, by a man came also the resurrection of the dead. And Jesus died. He suffered and died on a cross. He was buried. But on the third day, he rose from the dead. Jesus was resurrected. Jesus is alive. And in this man, this God-man, death is conquered. Death is overcome. Death is broken. Adam's act is undone. That's the good news of Easter. That is what we celebrate today. But as you know, as you know, death is still present. Death is still our reality. Death is still a power. Death is still an enemy. It still takes. It still wounds. It still hurts. But Paul tells us that Jesus is the first fruits. Jesus is the first fruits of the resurrection. Listen again to verse 22 and 23. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive, but each in his own order. Christ, the first fruits, then at his coming, those who belong to Christ. So it's like, it's like having a garden. It's like growing tomatoes. You've, you've got a lot of vines with a lot of tomatoes growing. And finally, finally, the day you've been waiting for arrives. Finally, the day that you've been waiting for arrives. You get your first red ripe tomato. You get to taste it. Taste your hard work. And not only is it delicious, not only is it satisfying, but in this first fruit, you know you have a harvest coming. That first ripe tomato points to all the tomatoes that will be coming. Well, Jesus is the first fruit that points to the harvest. Jesus his resurrection is first. He paves the way. He points to the resurrection to come. Your resurrection, my resurrection, the resurrection of all who are in him, follow him, belong to him, love and serve him, including those who have already fallen asleep, those who have already died. Jesus is the first fruits. And then when he comes, when he returns, and he will, he will annihilate this conquered enemy. He will eliminate this defeated foe. Paul writes, the last enemy to be destroyed is death. It will remain a reality. It will remain a curse. And it will remain an enemy until Jesus comes. And when he does, all in him will be made alive. When he does, all in him will rise. When he does, the harvest will take place. Otherwise, Paul says, what's the point? If Jesus has not been raised, what's the point? If death still reigns, what's the point? What's the point of preaching the gospel? What's the point of trying to live a moral life? What's the point of trying to love? What's the point of being here this morning? If Jesus has not been raised, if death has not been conquered, then Paul says maybe we should just live it up, do what we want. 
how we want. Eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. But Jesus has been raised. Jesus is resurrected, the first fruits. Yes, death is your reality, but it's not your eternal reality. It's coming undone. Yes, death is an enemy, but it's a defeated enemy, a conquered enemy, an enemy whose time is running out, whose power is diminishing. Through Jesus, because of Easter, we neither have to be afraid of death nor fascinated by it. But we have a proper view of it because of Jesus, the resurrected Lord of heaven and earth, because he gives hope. Easter gives hope. Hope in the face of suffering. Hope in the face of sorrow. Hope in the face of injustice. Hope in the face of death. Hope for tomorrow. Hope for eternity. Hope knowing that there is something else, something more, something better. Life in God. Eternal life in God. Life with no tears. Is this hope yours? I pray that it is. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Thank you for tuning in to Witness, a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi. 